Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers are apparently one of the teams that Kyrie Irving is using for... I mean, nope, sorry. The Lakers are reportedly interested in Kyrie Irving. Let's talk about it. According to Shams Karania, Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets are at an impasse about the uh, point guard's future in Brooklyn and how much they want him to pay to be a part of that future, how long they want him to be uh, committed to that future, whether he's committed to the future at all. Several questions there, I'm sure, from Brooklyn, uh, given the way that things have gone between the two sides to this point. Not only did you have this last season where he missed half of his team's games um, by choice, uh, not only did you have um, what went on heading into uh, the bubble where he questioned whether anybody should be there, and you know what? There were talking points made that some of them were actually fairly fair, Um, but he's also just kind of gone AWOL before where they didn't know where he was, and people had to answer for that over the course of that time, so... Kyrie Irving, um, pretty big believer in unlimited PTO, and the Brooklyn Nets are, it seems like, kind of done with that, or at least want him to prove that he's more com- committed than he has been to this point when, before they uh, fork over a Supermax contract. Um, from, Kyrie, from Kyrie Irving's standpoint, I, you know, you kind of understand it. He is one of the league's most talented players, certainly offensively, um, has championship pedigree, is still relatively young and and because of how much time he has sat you have to think there's a decent chance that he has plenty of miles left on that odometer uh, so both sides right now are currently trying to figure it out and if they aren't able to figure it out and Kyrie Irving decides that he wants to see what the open market looks like apparently the Lakers are interested so let's discuss what some of those scenarios would look like whether I believe this in the first place and if this actually makes sense for the Lakers, given the situation that they're in. So the least complicated way that Kyrie Irving would become a Laker is if he was to opt into his current contract, get traded, and then get traded with the understanding that the Lakers would extend him. How long they would extend him, what he would be expecting, those are all parts of a conversation that would happen as part of any kind of a deal, I would imagine. Uh, But if, just in terms of, what is best for all sides and uh, how the Lakers can maintain some kind of flexibility here. If Kyrie Irving opts in, the Lakers send Russell Westbrook, probably a pick or two, and the uh, Nets would have to send at least one minimum contract over in order to match what uh, Russ is making. And, and then, you know, if the, if the two sides decide to build on that deal, that's their, that's their choice. One thing they could do is uh, Brooklyn could send Joe Harris. The Lakers could send Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh, uh, A third team could get involved, and Russ could go to Charlotte, let's just say, and Charlotte could send whatever package they were going to send for Russ to Brooklyn, and then Kyrie goes to the Lakers. Um, There are are iterations that can be done here, but for any of those trades to happen in the least complicated way— Kyrie Irving opts in, and then it's up to the Lakers and Kyrie to figure out if they want to enter into extension discussions, which, uh, given what we know about Kyrie, again, for all the questions that I had in section uh, segment one here, uh, 
you can understand why the Lakers or any team would be iffy about extending Kyrie Irving and whether he has any real kind of commitment to the sport still at this stage. And the other thing, too, to keep in mind here is, yeah, Kyrie Irving, normally you wouldn't have access to the type of player of, of Kyrie Irving, you know, all-star still in his relative prime. Uh, given what Russell Westbrook is is making next season, given the kind of season that he just had, normally you wouldn't have access to this type of a player. But because there are question marks about whether Kyrie is committed to basketball, and look, you would think if if Kyrie was going to be committed to the sport, it would look it would happen um, with Kevin Durant by his side, somebody who he considers a close personal friend. So the fact that he was willing to kind of mess around with Brooklyn the way that he did these last couple of years, even while Kevin Durant is there, and even knowing that he would be letting a friend down in the way that he was uh, not committed to to winning then it, again, makes you wonder, all right, is he going to be committed? Is he going to be any more professional? Is he going to care at all about the well-being of the team or his teammates in any way? If that's how he cared with a friend, how is he going to do it with people who he wouldn't maybe consider friends? Um, So that's something that the Lakers and every other team is kind of worried about here, and that's why Kyrie would be available in this type of a, a, a trade scenario. And for all of the players that the Lakers would be flipping for when they send out Russ, there are going to be, going to be question marks. Gordon Hayward's health, Malcolm Brogdon's health, Buddy Heald's defense, um, and you can go on down the line. Terry Rozier's contract. It, it, it's, just, it's just a matter of uh, when you send out Russ in this kind of a situation, it's not going to be painless. And it's, you know, for, for where the Lakers stand right now, you send out Russ to raise your team's floor. And whatever return that you get, well, that sets your ceiling. So as far as I know, it sounds like this is something that the Lakers are kind of split organizationally on. Um, and and uh, there are some within the organization who would just say, this is the deal to, to go with. Um, there are others in the organization that are very concerned about that off-court stuff with Kyrie Irving. And it's just going to come down to who winds up making the final call here. Um, as it stands right now, based on things that I have heard to this point, I would be pretty surprised if the Lakers traded for uh, Kyrie Irving. But, you know, I was surprised when they traded for Russell Westbrook in the first place. So we'll just have to see where they go. The other question that you have to ask about this is, does it make sense for the Lakers to trade Russell Westbrook for another player on another max salary, given the kind of financial limits that that places on the rest of your roster? With Kyrie Irving, it would be the three main stars, LeBron, AD, and Kyrie, all three of whom have major questions about their availability moving forward. And then it would be surrounded by... A Taylor Horton Tucker, who does fit a little bit better with Kyrie Irving, but not much. And then, uh, you know, Kendrick Nunn coming off of a year where he didn't play at all. One more player at, at an exception that the Lakers could utilize. And then it's going to be all, uh, you know, you, ha- you would have some of the holdovers from last year. Reeves, uh, Gabriel, you would have Stanley Johnson. And then it would be, if the Lakers are able to, to purchase a draft pick, and the rest would be minimum salary type players. And 
maybe you're able to get lucky and you have the kind of year that Golden State had with their minimum signings, or you could have the type of year that the Lakers had last year with their minimum signings where basically all of them were pretty not great, (laughs) right? So for where the Lakers stand right now, does it make more sense to just kind of go with the Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier type package that you could maybe get from Charlotte? Does it make more sense to go for Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald um, out of Indiana? Maybe. I I would maybe argue that's what I would prefer because the Lakers have had zero depth over the last few years. But we also know that the Lakers prioritize stars. And they prioritize big names. And Kyrie Irving, we've seen the Lakers tied to Bradley Beal. Um, it seems like right now the Lakers are starting with big fish and seeing where that gets them. And it I, it remains to be seen if they don't land one of those big fish, whether they will move in the direction of depth or just run it back next year with Russ. Uh, if I had to rank the likelihoods here i would probably rank it based on what i've heard russ coming back is probably the most likely scenario then i would probably say the uh charlotte deal is the next most likely and then kyrie irving would be a pretty distant third for what is most likely as of right now Oh, by the way, the draft is on Thursday. So this week, we're going to be having quite a bit of draft-heavy coverage. Uh, Jacob just had my boy Mike, uh, who is about as good at draft analysis in Lakers Twitter as you're going to find. So you're going to want to check out that podcast from over the weekend. That dropped on Sunday. Um, In a little bit, I'm going to be talking to um, Ricky O'Donnell from uh, SB Nation. And he and I have, over the years, spoken about draft prospects quite a bit. And he is always super informed and a lot of fun to talk to. So you're going to want to keep an eye out for that on this week's Anthony Irwin show. And then over the course of the week, we're going to have, you know, we're going to have another spaces to get you guys ready for, for all of this and get you guys' thoughts on Kyrie Irving um, a little later this afternoon by the time you guys are listening to this. Uh, we have the draft. It's on Thursday. So we're going to have all the content you could possibly need leading up to Thursday. And then right after the draft is done, we dive right into free agency, and right after that is done, we dive right into uh, Summer League, and then maybe at some point, maybe in August, we'll catch our breath. But until then, uh, no breathing allowed. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'll talk to you in a couple hours or so.